Let me just get recording here. Fire the first shot. <laughs> Chris, exactly a year ago, we told a story on SteinbeckOnline.com with you, and it was the first story we told on Steinbeck Online about the coronavirus, COVID-19. At that point, we weren't calling it COVID-19, just coronavirus. That was a year ago, Chris. Exactly. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that distinction of being the first to. It, <laughs> I, it feels like I'm I'm uh, I'm Paul Revere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the coronavirus well, is coming. The coronavirus is coming. Is here. <laughs> it's been crazy, eh? It has been crazy, and at this point in time, I mean, when we told this story, it was really mostly still in in China, in the Wuhan region, and mm-hmm. really we were talking about the concerns of your friends and family back in the Philippines because they were much closer to it at that point in time. Right. You know, to be honest, I thought it was just going to be like SARS because SARS uh, uh, emerged in Hong Kong. And then that's the, that's the first time you ever saw like a whole city, uh, people wearing uh, face masks just to, just to be able to protect themselves from SARS. So I thought it was just going to be like that. It was going to be localized in that particular area. But lo and behold, here we are now. Now it's a global pandemic. Well, and actually it was only like a couple of months after we told this story that it was a global pandemic. I think it was about two months later that we had our first case in Canada or or less than that probably, our first case in Manitoba. So, um, yeah. And And I can't forget, Kenton, I can't forget that date when it became a global pandemic because it's the exact same date when we actually landed here in Canada in 2010. So it was declared on March 11, 2020 by the WHO. And that's the time when we were also celebrating our our 10th year here in Steinbeck in Canada. So I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) Yeah, a lot has changed in in the last year since we told that story. Um, it's kind of it's kind of an odd feeling to be a year out and to look back like we were so naive back then, eh? Yeah, we were, we were so innocent that that it's it's not gonna reach Canada because there's a huge Pacific Ocean in between of us. But then you know now now that we experience what an actual pandemic is, yeah. So that's when the terror begins to settle settle in on 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 your mind, right? Yeah. So it's because the last time that we ever had this, that the last time the world that ever experienced something like this, that was like last century, 1918, the Spanish flu. Yeah. And that was just, it only took them two years. But thankfully for us, um, now that we're in the middle of uh, uh, the vaccine rollout, yeah. now things are beginning to brighten up, right? Yeah, we're in a very different place from a year ago because a year ago we were kind of worried about this thing. But like you said, not too worried about it. We were about to be. Mm-hmm. But now, of course, a year later, we're actually talking about the vaccine rollout, which is a pretty quick turnaround when you think about it. You know what? Uh, well, well, you're aware that I have a video podcast uh-huh. and uh, the Barangay Canada podcast. And early on in one of my one of my episodes, I made it a point to actually talk to a doctor or an epidemiologist who studies epidemics. And um, what I was I was able to interview uh, Doctor Reynaldo Pagtakan, who was the former federal cabinet minister during the Cartier era. Right. So I asked him point blank, so what do you think about this pandemic and how long is it going to take us? And then I feel I felt really deflated because point blank he told me that for something like this, it normally takes like four years oh, to develop yeah. a vaccine that's safe and effective. But it's a good thing that 
they, they were able to fast track uh, this vaccine development without uh, using any shortcuts at all. If we were to believe what they said, right? Yeah. And now uh, we have vaccines that are like 95% effective in clinical trials or 90% effective. So that's a that's a sigh of a big sigh of relief for 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 the world, right? So yeah, um, um, yeah. So uh, I was I, I was terrified back then when I heard it was gonna take four years. I wanted to keep it to myself. Then there was one time when I when I told a friend that uh, oh, um, because he was expecting it to be resolved like very soon, like you know, in a couple of years or just in a year. And I told him like, oh no, it's gonna take four years. And then he said, "But oh, thanks for raining on my parade." So, so I learned to shut up back there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for chatting. This has been a wild year, and I just wanted to touch base just because we're a year out. I think it was an interesting anniversary to tell uh, to talk about the first story that we told of COVID nineteen. So thanks for chatting. Oh yeah, for sure. I thought we were gonna chat some more. <laughs> Because I was going to say that, uh, w- like, even though we lost a lot, right? Uh-huh. There was uh, there was a lot of things that that came back, like uh, drive-in movies. We got uh, where well, we learned how to to learn how to work from home and uh, remote learning for school-age kids. We learned how to uh, attend worship services from our vehicles. <laughs> yep. We yeah we ha- we now have virtual parties and online concerts. And even birthday birthdays are celebrated by drive-by motorcades. Well, and, so, and I think it's probably worth mentioning we we also have uh, a whole lot of things that we used to do, or maybe we just haven't done too much of. Like I've skated more this year than I have, I think probably since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Just because you know we want to spend time outside, and if you wanted to hang out with friends, you had to do it outside in in the socially right. distanced area. So. Lots of skating and hiking and going for walks and enjoying winter in ways that we haven't in many years, I don't think. So where do you normally skate around here in Steinbach? Because for, for us, it's uh, it's just the uh, uh, that 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 rink by the library, or yeah. we have to go to Winnipeg to the to the Frozen River Trail. What about yourself? Well, I mean, um, we live close to the library, so we go to that one. There's a couple okay. other smaller kind of community rinks. I think we told a story on Steinbeck Online actually recently with a map of all of the community oh. rinks. Uh, and then, and then recently, just just as of this last weekend, when we're allowed to um, have gatherings of up to five outside in somebody's yard, mm-hmm. um, then we were able to visit a friend who have a, an outdoor rink in their backyard. So, but that was only as of this last weekend. But yeah, definitely in Winnipeg. I mean, Saint Vitale Park has got a great great rink, and then in addition to that, River Trail. Yeah, before I say goodbye to you, Ken, mm-hmm. uh, I just like to thank you for having me on again. I'd like to uh, say hi to all your listeners. And if you're ever going to, if this pandemic ever going to drag on uh, for whatever reason, I mean, despite the, the vaccine being available, we'll have to develop some sort of realistic hologram technology. Oh, yeah. Because at least it's three-dimensional, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then we can have a three-dimensional, like, parties that actually feel like parties. Exactly. That's what we need. I don't <laughs> so, mind that idea. So Elon Musk and uh, Sir Richard Branson, Get on it. That's a pretty good idea. (laughs) Thank you for chatting, Chris. Always a pleasure, Kenton.